Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. pep in your step today i'm feeling zippy feeling zippy snappy yeah. snappy wow yeah i'm gonna bring it down i've got a story for you oh, today shite. <laughs> what why no, no it's a good one oh, but is it? it's going to deeply disturb you specifically oh crap just because i know you and i feel like your virgoness is gonna freak the fuck out do you not love me why i do why love you, you so much <laughs> because i just i haven't told you this yet no no why are you keeping things from me because sometimes i like to you know save it for this special occasion so that other people can enjoy your reaction as much as me Uh-oh. okay mm. so mm. i'm gonna paint a picture paint it uh mine and jake's bathroom is andy warhol themed right okay correct. and we didn't really intend to do that we just like, while we're out thrifting, we always seem to stumble upon Andy Warhol, like, mm-hmm. prints and stuff. So mm-hmm. it just kind of happened. And, of course, you know, Pittsburgh, a yeah. little piece of home. But you've always always been a big Andy Warhol fan. I've always been. Yeah. yeah. I've always big. Always <laughs> yes. big. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> End quote. I've always big. Oh, my gosh. Starting off strong. Okay. So Andy Warhol-themed bathroom. Yes. Get there. Mm-hmm. Years ago, and I'm talking like, I think I had to have been in high school. Mm-hmm. My grandparents gifted me because, as right. you said, I've always been big on Andy Warhol. Yeah. And so it's one of those, like, when people need to get me a gift. That's yes. probably why I have so much shit Andy War- of his. Andy yeah. Warhol stuff. It, it goes to Andy Warhol. So I was gifted from my grandparents these actual Campbell's soup cans. Mm-hmm. So Campbell's soup was doing this, like, I don't know if it were. <laughs> for some kind of anniversary Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. what but they did the labels the soup can labels in like pop art colors they looked very Andy Warhol had a little picture of him on it his signature Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know yes you're looking at me mortified already do you know (laughs) I don't know but I'm uh, I'm going to gross so many of you out Mm. okay so in high school my 10-year high school reunion is coming up, okay? Mm-hmm. So we've got at least 10 years, all of those right? soup cans. Of those soup cans. Why did they put real soup in them? Well, I, th- I think you were supposed oh. to eat the soup. Like, I, it was just soup. But I was like, I'm going to save these because they oh. have the Warhol, you know, they were like special edition. Yeah. Just, you know, don't judge me in my soup hoarding, okay? They were gifts. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, go, go. They were really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notice I said were. Oh, no. Okay, so me and Fact Check Jake had them on the back of our toilet. Mm. Like, who doesn't want their toilet seat garnished (laughs) with Andy Warhol soup cans? I get a little hungry. I got a notch. Just reach back. Again, soup cans, like, in the store. Laura seems to think that they're, like, odd. They're just soup cans. Okay. So picture this. We're in the bathroom the other day. And I look behind... (laughs) the toilet i'm already feeling my stomach and gr- see churning. i see something dripping <laughs> and i was like jake what the fuck is that and he was like oh my god i don't know i think one of the labels on the soup cans like leaked ink <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yeah that's gotta be it that's gotta be it and we take a closer lick <laughs> closer <laughs> lick and- I hope you didn't take a lick. Oh, no. A closer look, a closer look. One of the soup cans had busted (sighs) open and dripped soup (sighs) down behind the toilet. My stomach is churning. My stomach is churning. I feel like I'm going to barf. We call it the warm toilet soup incident. And we had to throw all of them away. Did you, like, save the labels? No, Mom. They were, like, <laughs> dripping oh. down. I don't know what happened. I guess it got too humid in there. 
10 years of soup down the drain. <laughs> God damn it. So here's a little lesson for you mm-hmm. listeners at home. Yeah. Campbell's soup cannot be buried <laughs> in a time capsule. It won't stand the test of say, time. What am I going to do now if there's a zombie apocalypse? I was saving that soup. Ooh. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm totally Lord. fucking kidding. How long does soup last in a can? Well, obviously 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's the limit that's the especially when you keep it in a nice humid bathroom <laughs> yeah, you re- might have got another year or two out of it in retrospect probably not the best place I think I like forgot that they were soup really? you know what I mean because they've always just been like an art piece <laughs> around my home oh, no. and so I didn't think about the fact that there was like actual oh. food in there um, so yeah, I just thought you would really like to know Whoa. I've been saving that story for you. How no. long? How long have you been keeping this from me? A little bit. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> are you, are you going to be okay? grossed out. It's churning. All right, now let me lift you back up. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so we were talking and I have to pose the question and I just have to talk about it. I hope that other people out there can relate we have this thing in this family where we try to get like the most embarrassing photos of each other right Mm -hmm. and I have scrapbooks Mm -hmm. and I have like whole pages in my scrapbooks of like these fucking ridiculous photos of each other and I'm talking like candids right Right. there's one specifically of of, me no a fact check Jake (laughs) in the car do you know what I'm gonna talk about I do (laughs) I'm just full of stories today. I'm feeling, you know, <laughs> you're feeling, feeling a little, <laughs> you know, sassy. sassy. Yeah. Um. So we were at this car museum, which mm-hmm. why I don't why? fucking I don't know I don't know why. And there was this I don't know like this what's it called like a drag car mm-hmm. is that a thing sports <laughs> fucking drag a racing. racing car yeah the ones that go really fast yeah. yes those cars that go fast and there was one you could go and sit in and it mm-hmm. was like a photo. <laughs> It was like when you go down the, like on a roller coaster and then they take those p- photos of you and then you get off the coaster and they're like, hey, for $30, you can have you looking like you're going to shake your pants. <laughs> yes. Hey, exactly. I'll take two. Exactly. They're fucking hilarious. <laughs> Except these happen like in the wild. Like you don't expect them to happen and they're the fucking best. So for some reason, I took this photo of Fact Check Jake in this fucking car. <laughs> And he has the funniest expression on his fucking face. And we bring it up like once a yeah, month. Yeah. Me and Laura are like, remember that fucking photo? Because it's like the only one of him. Jake is like a golden goddess. A golden goddess. A golden god. <laughs> you are a golden god. Now I'm really losing points. You are a golden god. Okay. Sexy, golden god. And he looks great in every photo. He's just one of those motherfuckers that it's like, you always look good. You know, yep. he rolls out of bed and it's like, there he is. He looks great. Looking great. Not this one. That's the one photo. The one fucking photo. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little salty when we talk about it. He does. It. He gets a little upset. He doesn't want it to be shared, but I'm going to share it with all of you. So make sure to follow our social media accounts. I'm gonna Are you putting it up? I'm totally gonna put it up and then afterwards look out for my divorce papers because I think that's gonna be the end of me and fact check Jake. You just have to give me the black bar over my eyes to preserve my uh, anonymity. I can do that for you. It was the mouth that really nailed the awesome expression. So I'll leave that for everyone to see. And I'll totally call out my own. Okay, I'll call out my own. (laughs) I had two rotator cuff surgeries. Two. (laughs) I have to preface this. I have to set the stage. And so by the second one, girl was down for the count. I was on pills, pain pills. I didn't know where I was. All I wanted... So funny. All oh my God. I wanted was a fucking buffalo chicken <laughs> wing. <laughs> and I'm eating it. Okay. And I'm in my sling. Yeah. I'm in my sling. In your I'm sling. I'm one-armed eating my chicken wing. Whapped out on pain pills. <laughs> on pain pills. And all I hear is Jake go, look over here. And so I... I turn my head real quick, mm-hmm. and he catches me on camera. I think it's going to be a cute little moment. Not. Not. I had buffalo sauce dripping all down my face, and I didn't even know because— Couldn't even feel it. Space cadet, and so there's a photo of me, like, 
totally out of it with hot sauce driven down my face, and oh it's mortifying. I will also share that one. Mm-hmm. You've got some great ones. I got some good <laughs> Laura's got multiple to choose from. I can't even pick one specific. Oh, I can. Which I one? can. That one when we went to that, we went to this one show. Oh, no. <laughs> with the bonnet on your head. And it was like, it was like a reenactment uh-huh. at... Uh, Bushy you know, Run Battlefield. Yeah, Bushy Run Battlefield. I, I don't even know what war it was, but you were supposed the to dress. Bushy Run Battle. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> it was the French and Indian War, though, I think. It wasn't okay. like, you know. Okay. And you had to dress in colonial clothes. <laughs> but nobody told me that until, like, a day before we had to be there. And I'm like, I don't have <laughs> colonial clothes. I'm just coming here to sell some fucking herbs. Right, right. Yeah, and so we had to like piece together something. I had this horrific bonnet on my head. <laughs> Why did you even have a bonnet? Because they said you had to wear a hat. Where'd you fucking get it from? I don't know where the hell that shit came from. Oh my god, it <laughs> was so bad. And yeah. you got a picture of me with a salty looking face, and I was like, <laughs> with this bonnet on her head. I used to send it back and forth to people all the time. <laughs> I would just randomly spam them with this picture of you in the bonnet. Oh, my God. I hope other families do this. If you don't do it, start. Because it really does add a lot of joy and fun. Add these traditions to your family. Yeah, I have whole scrapbook pages of just these fucking ridiculous photos. And the key is you got to zoom up real close yeah. on the face. Right. Okay. <laughs> There you go. To that's, get the full expression. Get the full. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I have for you today. Hot soup, <laughs> hot toilet soup, and <laughs> chicken wing <laughs> sauce on my face. I love that. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. What do you have for me today? What? <laughs> um, I got nothing. No. Nothing? Okay, well, no. great. I shared with you my embarrassing photo. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And I can't wait for everyone and to see it. that's just one of a long list. Maybe that should be our new logo. Just that. <laughs> just your face. Just Please, you in no. the bonnet. Please, no. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, my gosh. That one I got with you that one time you fell asleep at a show. and <laughs> You know what? I swear. Oh, my gosh. Collage. Oh, we, yeah. We really should. <laughs> we should. We should. All right. We have to thank some patrons. My gosh. Yes, we do. There's a lot to thank today. Yay. All right. We have James, Alexandra, and Melinda are all magic mamas. Love that. We have Haley is a baby witch and Kimberly, who's an old hag. Welcome. (gasps) Welcome to the family, everyone. Welcome. If you also want to join our Patreon, the link will be in the show notes. Um, Possibly a collage of really bad photos. And possibly, yeah. (laughs) If Lee gets some spare time, she's going to whip up this beautiful collage of these photos. Um, so we've also been picking an organization every week that needs a shout out or yes. that we're going to donate to. Uh, so Jake, what do we have this week? This week is the National Forest Foundation. They work on behalf of the American public to inspire personal and meaningful connections to our national forests. All Love right. That. So if you want to check them out, their link will be in the show notes. Awesome. And with that, are you ready to dive on in? I am ready, girl. All right, so today's going to be a fun one. Yeah? <laughs> yes. So I'm doing the fifth element today. I'm excited. I, I do not know this movie. Yeah, so it was requested, mm-hmm. and it was already on my list. So right. I was like, okay, it was requested. Let's do this. So this okay. is not a movie that I really knew anything about. Mm-hmm. My dad used to watch this movie a lot when I was little, and okay. so I, there's some of the imagery that I like vaguely remembered. But other than that, I didn't know what the plot was about. I didn't know who the fuck was in it. Which, it's a Bruce Willis movie, and we just talked about him last week. We did! Are we Bruce Willis fans? I don't think we are. Um, no, I'm not. No, so how no. did that happen? Not since Moonlighting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. Boom. Okay, so, The Fifth Element. 1997 sci-fi slash action film, and that's probably mm. why neither of us yes, really knew it. Action? Not, not for me. Not for me not either. For me. No. This one's pretty fun, though. Okay. It's also considered a French sci-fi film, and also mm. a space opera. Space, Space opera? opera. Interesting. Ooh, are, are you intrigued now? I am. Okay, written and directed by Luc Besson. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Costumes by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Okay. And here is the cast. Okay, cool. We have Mila Jovovich as Lilu, Bruce Willis, again, as Corbin Dallas, Anne Holm as Vito Cornelius, Chris Tucker as Ruby Rod, Gary Oldman as Zorg. <laughs> Zorg. Zorg. John Bluthall as Professor Piccoli and Luke Perry as Billy. Oh, Luke Perry. I know. All right. Are you ready for the rundown? 
Jake made me write this note down, okay? And it's embarrassing but hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> we were starting the movie and he had the volume down. And I was munching on chips. <laughs> and I screamed, you'll have to turn it up so I can hear over my chips. So <laughs> those were where my priorities were laying. I'm like, I'm going to still fucking eat these chips. Sounds like gravel, but continue. Just pump up the volume. Exactly. All right. So we open in Egypt in 1914. Okay. And here I will start off by saying this is an action film. So the plot, there's a lot going on. So try to, if, if it gets confusing, just tap me. Okay. okay. I will. Professor Piccoli is deciphering some ancient hieroglyphics in a secret temple. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he reads, when the three planets are in eclipse, the black hole, like a door, is opened. Evil comes, spreading terror and chaos. So this is like a prediction. Okay. This event that he's speaking of will occur every 5,000 years. Okay. He goes on to explain some of the symbols and what's going on in these paintings. All okay. right. So there are people that are gathering together the four elements of life, which okay. are water, fire, earth, and air. Mm-hmm. And they are gathering them all around a fifth one, a fifth element. Okay. <gasps> There's your movie title. Ooh, love that. Right out of the gate. A priest is like lurking, okay, Mm. and he's like, what's going on? And he overhears this, and he doesn't like it. They're not supposed to know what's going on. Uh Uh-oh. And he attempts to poison the professor and his helper, which is Luke Perry. Okay, so he's not (laughs) Luke Perry. Not Luke Perry. Before he gets a chance to poison them, a big shadow starts to ascend on the little town, and the priest whispers, they're here, as we see a giant spaceship hovering above them. Uh-oh. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. So then robot alien looking things. Okay, they're aliens, mm-hmm. but they definitely look like, think Doctor Ro- Who, like robotic. robots. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they are known as the Mondo Shawan aliens. Well, I like that. Okay, they come out of the ship, and one explains to the priest that war is coming and that the quote-unquote stone is no longer safe on Earth. Hmm. Okay. okay. So they're like, we're fucking taking it with us. All right. Okay. They open up the walls, mm-hmm. and inside is a sarcophagus housing the fifth element. And it is surrounded by four engraved stones, which represent the other ones fire, earth, air, water. Okay. All right. We're all together here. I am on board. Okay. They remove the stones and the fifth element, and they load them onto their ship. Okay. The priest, who is the Mondo Shuan's contact on earth. Okay, so he's like working mm-hmm, with them. Mm-hmm. Begs the aliens not to take the weapon away because humans will be defenseless when the evil returns in 300 years. The evil that he was talking about okay, in the beginning. Okay. The Mondo Shuan say that they will also be back in 300 years whenever the evil comes. So calm the fuck down. Okay. Take a chill pill. <laughs> take a chill pill. We'll be there. And he tasks the priests with passing on his knowledge so that they will continue to have an earthly contact. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to flash 300 years later. 300. Okay. To New York City. The year is 2263. Mm, okay. Wow. Everything's very futuristic and of fun. Of course. Okay, so something is headed towards Earth, but no one is exactly sure what it is. Okay. Okay, we are introduced to the present-day priest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now who's the earthly contact? Okay. His name is Vito Cornelius, and he explains that it is the big evil that we learned about in the beginning, mm-hmm. heading towards Earth. Its goal is to terminate all life. <laughs> that's all. That's always <laughs> the goal. That's fucking, always the goal. Let's just wipe everything out. Yeah. And there's only one thing that can stop it. The four elements surrounding the fifth element. Who is the ultimate warrior created to protect life? Ah. Ooh, we see where we're going. I see where we're heading. Okay, so the U.S. president decides to launch some missiles at this shadow because he's like, I'm not fucking listening to mm-hmm, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And of course it doesn't work. Okay? Of course not. And the giant ball of fire, a.k.a. the great evil, swallows up the U.S.'s spaceship. So now Earth is on high alert. Okay. A battle is a brewing. Uh-oh. It's an action film, remember. I, of course. Okay, so meanwhile, the Mondo Shuan try to enter Earth to return the elements, because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that yeah. can fight it, Yeah. but are attacked by a different group of aliens known as the Mangalores. Okay. And I'm probably saying all of these words wrong, <laughs> even though I heard hey, them say it 500 what? times in the tell. film. Yeah, really? Yeah. I think I'm passing it off with confidence. Okay. You know? I, I'm believing you. Okay, so the Mangalores mm-hmm. are working with Zorg. Who is Gary Oldman, not to be confused with Edward Norton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Gary Oldman, serious black. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, we right. all know him. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, he's fucking hilarious in this movie. Is and he? I don't know if he's supposed to be. I'm really not sure. He has this hilarious hairdo. Okay. I think I remember seeing that. And he's like the bad guy, but he's totally campy and goofy. I feel like I remember seeing him and Chris Tucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, they're so funny in this movie. Okay, so Zorg, Gary mm-hmm. Oldman, not Edward Norton. Not is Edward Norton. Working with the ultimate evil. Oh, okay. So he's their earthly contact. Okay. Okay. So there's a big battle, and the Mangalores slash Zorg think that they end up with the elemental stones, but they're wrong. That's incorrect. They were tricked. Now, there's only one survivor from this big battle. Okay, one Mondo Shawan survivor. It's Bruce Willis, right? No. Okay. <laughs> nope, she is not where following the, the plot. Where the hell's Bruce Willis? <laughs> nope, he's not here yet. Oh, he has okay. not entered the oh, chat yet. damn it. Okay, so one survivor. This survivor is just the hand of the fifth element. Okay. So they put the hand in this little futuristic thing and it stitches the fifth element back together. Okay. Okay. Are you with me? I gotcha. Okay. Lore and sci-fi don't mix very well. So she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay. So they stitch everything back together Mm -hmm. and we see the physical body of the fifth element for the first time. Nice. Okay. Her orange hair is iconic. You love it. I love it so much. Okay, so she wakes up and tries to talk, but mm-hmm. she is speaking a divine language that no one understands. Mm, okay. okay. She's a badass. So she breaks out of the cage that they have her in mm-hmm. and escapes, diving off of a tall-ass building and landing right in Corbin Dallas's cab. Here, oh, that's Bruce Willis. Uh, here's Bruce Willis. <laughs> You're welcome And that's what that. I think about him. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. Uh, so she lands in his cab. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a meet cute. Oh, oh my gosh. We learned a bit earlier. You met Corbin for like a split second. Okay. He's a retired army dude, now cab driver. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. all we know about him. The fifth element, who says her name is Lilu. Okay, so she has okay. a name, Lilu, tries to explain what happened to her, but of course he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. The cops try and take her, but Corbin decides to help in a classic like action movie of fucking course. car chase ensues, like some badass yeah. fucking music and like. You know, yeah. for like way too long. Wait, <laughs> you know, longer than this needed. movie is two hours long. Wow, that's yeah. usually my mo. Exactly. So, like, maybe cut down on the car chase. Mm-hmm. Get to the plot. Get you to know. it. Okay. Chip so, chop. Chip chop. Lilu asks for Vito Cornelius. I keep wanting to say Vito Corleone. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> Wrong movie. Okay. But that would be pretty bad. A badass crossover. <laughs> it would. You right. Know? That's a good match. Bring me Vito, and he steps in. <laughs> Just the Godfather. I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> that was a spot on impression. Ah, you should right. be so proud of yourself. Yes. Okay, so she asks for Vito Cornelius. Mm-hmm. So Corbin takes her to him. Because of a tattoo on her wrist, the priest realizes that she is the fifth element. Okay. Okay, Corbin goes on his own way, and the priest and Lilu team up. Intermission check. Are you with me? Because here is where we get really action movie overwhelming. Okay. okay. I'm on the coaster and I'm ready to ride. Okay. So Lilu learns all that she's missed for the last 5,000 years. She like wow. sits in front of a computer and hits a letter and absorbs like all of the information. It's really cool. I love it. I like that and concept. Te- exactly. So she tells the priest that she knows exactly where the elemental stones are. Ooh, okay. okay. Apparently the guardians secretly gave the stones to someone that they can trust who happens to be a diva named Plava Laguna. Okay. Okay. I thought maybe we were talking Guardians of the Galaxy. No, oh. Chris Pratt. Oh, no. No. Or, All right. Oh. Go. <laughs> this was in 1997. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> All right. So someone just has to meet Plava Laguna to grab the stones and bring them to Lilu. Okay. To initiate the plan. <laughs> okay. Okay. And who do you think that person to get is? Things popping. It's got to be Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Way to go up top, Laura. Oh, dude, I'm on top Bruce of this Willis shit. Is here to get things popping, as right. she said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So of course he decides to take the mission because he has also decided that he is in love with Lilu, even though I've they only just met, met you five minutes ago. <laughs> but that's fine. It was the meat cute. It was the meat cute. Mm-hmm. It was you plummeting through <laughs> the air into my cab. So now everyone, Corbin, Lilu, Cornelius. Zorg and the Mangalores, they're all after these elemental stones. It's a party. <laughs> it's a fucking party. <laughs> Everyone's fucking after the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so. It's like musical chairs. It really is. All right. So Corbin gets distracted when he meets Ruby Rod, which is Hi, Chris Ruby Tucker. Ruby Rod. 
Okay, who is the lively talk show host who is fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, so now Ruby kind of joins the team unknowingly. Okay. <laughs> okay. So everything comes to a head at this opera show where Plava Laguna is performing. So if this is what I remember from when I was little, she's the blue lady. Like she's really pretty and she's like okay. a, an alien and she's blue and she's singing an opera song. Oh my gosh. This movie is so fucking weird. Not Pavarotti. What? No. What was that? <laughs> what You're shit? Like, who the hell's that? I did. What? I don't know who that Famous is. Famous opera singer. Paparazzi. Oh shit! Nope. Wow. <laughs> because you called her Pava Laguna. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> thanks for showing everyone how uneducated I am. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Good night. And I'm out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, no, Pava Laguna, the okay. diva. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay, the blue lady takes yes. the stage. And me and Jake called this moment the disco opera fight sequence. Oh, no. Okay? Because she starts singing, like, this really pretty opera song, but then it fucking, like, breaks down into, like, techno beats, and she's, like, dancing all funny. Is there a disco ball involved? No, there might as well have been. I was like, what is going on? Okay, so while she's singing, like, a big battle is mm -hmm. taking place. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone's fighting. This is why I don't like action movies. They're overstimulating. Yes. There was so much shit going on. I was like, I don't yeah. know what's going on. All right, so Lilu and Zorg go head to head during okay. the disco opera fight sequence. Okay. New band name called it. That's Love a fucking, it. TM. Dude, that's a good one, actually. That's a good one. I kind of like that. Okay, and Lilu is injured. Oh, injured no. bad. <laughs> okay. She's hurt bad. She's hurt bad. Corbin and Ruby get a hold of the elemental stones, which were hiding in Plava Laguna, who ends up dying. Rest in peace. Uh-oh, R.I.P. Okay. Don't you feel bad you kind of made fun of her now? Yeah. Okay. Corbin finds mm -hmm. Lilu, who's injured. Mm-hmm. So they're back together. Okay. Ruby Rod realizes that there is a bomb on board. Oh, bummer. Okay. So Corbin, 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 <laughs> Corbin, Jobin. Why did I have like an Irish accent? <laughs> Slapping the basement. <laughs> oh yeah, that wasn't even an Irish accent. Oh my god. Okay, so Corbin. Ruby, Lilu, and the priest. There's so many fucking characters in this movie. Okay, they escape and are headed to the temple to do the elemental ritual that okay. we've been hearing about yeah, this whole time. This whole entire one hour and 59 minutes. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. So the gang gets the ritual set up with the stones in their places as the ultimate evil is vastly approaching. Earth. Okay. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. They open each stone. So for air, you have to blow on it. Fire, Fun. you have to burn it. It's very cool. I like it. Very cool scene. Okay. okay, Lilu is placed in the middle to do her thing. However, A, she's injured. She hurt. And B, <laughs> she hurt, yes. Commentary. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And B, after learning about the dark side of humanity... After she visits the letter W and learns all about war, mm. she's kind of like heartbroken and devastated. And she's like, what's the point? Because yeah. all you do is destroy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Corbin explains that the point is love and he kisses her. Okay. Mm. All right. Lilu is like, hell fucking yeah. And she decides to go in the middle and she does her magic with the elements. And everything explodes, <laughs> and the ultimate evil is no more. All it took was a sweet, sweet kiss from Bruce Willis, he ain't which no is something I never thought I would say. I was say he ain't no floozy, flaccid clown in this in this movie. <laughs> He's got it going on. He just fucking saved the world with his sweet kisses, sweet, sweet kisses. Okay, Lilu and Corbin get busy in the spaceship, and wow. everyone lives happily ever after. It took two hours to deliver that plot. Wow. <laughs> My you gosh. summed it up very tidily in like 10 minutes. Did I? Yes. I completely got where you were coming from. I feel really proud of myself because that was a chaotic plot. I mean, I like the movie. It, mm -hmm. it's not in a bad mm -hmm. way, but you know, action movies, there's yeah. like so much, so much shit going happening. on. Yeah. Okay. So that is the film, The Fifth Element. Okay. Well, it sounds like a good watch. I would say it's a fun watch. Mm -hmm. It's goofy. It's campy. It's right, very right. cool sci-fi. Like normally sci-fi is like kind of weird and dark mm -hmm, at least mm -hmm. in a lot of like i don't know the horror genre yeah, sci-fi yeah. this is very like bright and silly okay. and i like that aspect right, of yeah. it so for that i would say give it a watch two thumbs up and chris tucker and gary oldman they're Hilarious. so fucking funny okay here's my lesson though oh i'm excited my lesson is the fifth element nice 
Okay. So, of course, as we have talked about many times before, mm-hmm. you have the four classical elements, mm-hmm. earth, air, fire, water. Correct. But there's actually thought to be a fifth, mm-hmm. and it is known as ether. I've also heard it pronounced as aether. Mm-hmm. But I have also heard ether, so I'm going right. to stick with that, damn it. Made it some mana. Don't come after me. Okay, the word ether comes from ancient Greece when early philosophers, specifically Aristotle, identified the elements. Mm-hmm. Okay? Medieval philosophers kind of built onto that okay. and considered ether to be a fifth element. Okay. Like it was its own element. Mm-hmm. It appears in many different cultures and is also known as the soul or the spirit. Mm-hmm. In Sanskrit, it is referred to as akasha, meaning space or atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And think of the akashic records, <laughs> yes, which right, right. none of us ever <laughs> want to think about again after I totally butchered it. So we're just going to move along. Okay, so it's also sometimes referred to as quintessence, meaning okay. the fifth essence. But think about when something is quintessential. Uh-huh. It is perfect. It is right. the best of that thing. Mm-hmm. So very similar. Okay. Right. The Greeks believed that ether was the essence of the gods or literally the air that they breathed mm-hmm. and that it was above earth. Okay. So think kind of like the heavens mm-hmm. is kind of what mm-hmm. it seemed like to me. Ether is invisible and it is nowhere and everywhere simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Ether is thought to be in all of us as well as all other spiritual and material things. Love that. Love that. It is said to be the original element because it is present in the other four, earth, mm. air, fire, water. Mm-hmm. For that reason, it is what truly creates connection and balance between the other elements and is sometimes referred to as the mother of the other four elements. Oh, I love that. Isn't that fun? Yes. Okay. I love that. So let's talk about it in magic a little bit. Okay. Because we've talked a lot about elemental work. It's big we in have. both of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I have never really like mm-hmm. dived into this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. So there was a lot of talk about like, you know, we talk about symbols a lot here. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I was reading said that no one symbol can represent ether because it's kind of everything. Omnipresent. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I did find a few that okay. people seem to use. Okay. Um, a spiral. Mm-hmm. Because it's never ending. Correct. Yeah. Um, a cross surrounded by a circle representing the four elements or directions surrounded mm-hmm. by a fifth. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's often also said to be represented by a pentacle. Yeah. Because it is a five-pointed star with the spirit at the top and a circle representing the connectedness. Mm. Okay. Love that. So it is also associated with no specific season. Instead, it is associated with the whole wheel of the year. Oh, wow. I love that. I didn't know. I thought that was so interesting. super cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Other associations include divine intelligence, all magical tools, all energies and elements, the number one in the phrase I am because it is the initiator. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. So when I continuously keep seeing those one, 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 ones, that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, next week we're going to dive into numerology a I little bit. That. I'm so nervous because I know nothing about yeah. it. But yeah, you've been seeing repetitive numbers and so yeah. have I. So next yeah. week we're going to dive okay. into that. But I liked in this case, it's number yes. one because it is, yeah. you know. The, the first, new, the, the all. The numero uno. Right. So color association, which you know I'm obsessed with, is incredibly interesting here. Mm-hmm. So it is either represented by black. Okay. By white. Mm-hmm. Or by a rainbow. Ooh, okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah, very cool. I thought very that was cool. really interesting. So basically, all colors. All colors. Okay. Yes. Um, This, you're going to like this. Okay. It is seemed to be referred to as the element of mediums because they channel the spirit. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was so cool. I liked that connection. Mm. Um, so that's kind of ether. I really liked the connection to the movie because throughout the film, mm-hmm. Lilu is referred to as like obviously the fifth element, but perfect and divine. And like oh. they use a lot of those same words that popped up in the actual like mm-hmm. meaning yeah. of ether. Yeah. So I think that they did put some thought into it. I love that. I know. And I think I did read that the writer stated that Lilu is supposed to represent like all of humanity and love and mm-hmm. kind of the, yeah, you know, the all knowing, all seeing. So yeah. there you go. I love that. It fits. 
Awesome. That's I cute, love huh? that. I really like that. Did you know any of that? I didn't. I mean, I know in some of the Chinese herbal medicine with the, you know, the fifth element. Yeah. Yeah. Known as ether. Mm-hmm. I did see that like um, in some other cultures there is there are like other fifth elements. Mm-hmm. This is the one that kept yeah. coming up. So oh, that's yeah. what I figured. Let's focus on mm-hmm. this. And then at some other point we can even expand more. Yeah. I thought that that was totally cool. So there's my lesson. There's my movie. I do have some fun facts. Love a fun fact. Okay. Like I said, it's visually a very cool movie. The color mm-hmm. palette is really interesting. Everything is very like stylized and futuristic and it rides the line between realistic and serious and like goofy in Mm -hmm. a very interesting way it's not like 100% campy Mm -hmm. to where you can't like enjoy the film Mm -hmm. there's enough serious shit in there where it grabs you yeah so that's cool I like that the costumes are really awesome are they I love Corbin Dallas's outfit in this movie. He's wearing like this orange mesh top and uh-huh. these really cool black pants. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of want the fucking outfit. You're like, I want that. I kind of want it. Take Lilu's hair <laughs> and Bruce Willis's outfit in this movie and I'm there. You're like, I, I want it. That's a fucking that's my new look. <laughs> that's my new look. This go. is me now. This is me. <laughs> Um, so it seems to be a very divisive movie that is filled with contradictions. So I kept seeing things like it is the best, worst sci-fi movie. Okay. okay so here are some of the reasons why it gets that kind okay. of reputation. So gender norms and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So in some ways good, in some ways bad. So mm-hmm. Corbin seems to be more in touch with his emotions compared to the typical action dude, especially okay. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, the clothing, like I said, is very exaggerated and bold regardless of the character's gender. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. all of it is like that, yeah. which leads me into Ruby Rod. Okay, mm-hmm. which is hands down the best character in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, if Ruby Rod wasn't in the film, it yeah. would have really lacked something. Yeah. Um. So his appearance was based on Prince, and Prince oh, was actually asked to play him. Oh, really? He turned it down, and so it went to Chris Tucker. Oh, nice. Okay, so keep uh-huh. that, that. It makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Um, Ruby Rod definitely challenged the gender norms of 1997. Okay. okay? Wears flamboyant clothes that are stereotypically feminine, Mm -hmm. unapologetically gender nonconforming, not seen as odd or as a weakness, though, as it often Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Um, He is sexually appealing. He's Mm -hmm. like a giant star. So he's like a TV personality. And so everyone loves him and wants him. So sometimes you see that portrayed as like a bad thing, and it's not in this. Um, he, his sexuality is ambiguous, but no one seems to care. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, there are concerns surrounding the character development of like a black queer character. Like there wasn't really much to his character development. Right. I was kind of shocked. He wasn't in it for very long. Really? No. And he's one of the only things I remembered yeah. about the movie. Yeah. I've never seen the movie, but I do recall seeing clips of him. Yeah. He's not in him it for Gary very Lynn, long. Yeah. We need more Ruby Rod. Yeah. Um, so you also have Lilu, who is a strong, badass female character, mm-hmm. obviously like the divine, the fifth element, yeah. but can only save the world after being kissed by Bruce Willis. So like these mm. kind of contradictions, yeah, 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 yeah. there are tons of articles, tons, um, written by queer people and women that have, you know, like go way in depth to okay. this. And since that wasn't my focus, I'm not going to go yeah. any farther, but I'm going to link mm-hmm. them on our website. So yeah. if you want to read more into it, it's very interesting and nice. I encourage you to do so. Yeah. Um. So that is the fifth element. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. What I are your knew, thoughts? Well, I think I love that. I mean, I've never seen this movie and I've seen like clips and I'm yeah. like, I'm cognizant of the movie, but it never seemed like anything that I would want to watch just because I'm not a sci-fi person. Right. But I totally followed you. I thought it sounded interesting and I loved the lesson. So well, maybe you. I'll have to try to check that out. I think it's a fun watch. I yeah. do. I do. I don't think it's as like, Sometimes sci-fi films for me can be kind of like stale, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or like I said, kind of like bland. I yeah. don't know. But this wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Kind of all like the same. Yeah. This and- is very vibrant and bright and there's yeah. a lot of funny characters mm-hmm. and a lot of like silly stuff going on. Yeah. I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. We had fun. Good. I'm glad. Hey, I love that. Here's a little side note. What? Me and Jake watched it in our fort because we fucking <laughs> built one in our bedroom. <laughs> Even though you told Leanne, me I couldn't. You cannot live your life in a fort. I'm, I, you know, I'm at the point now. 
I'm, I might join you in there. I, I said, I said, I'm you were welcome my, to join. I'm build my own damn fort. So I said, we're going to walk into your room and you're going to have your own. I'm not coming out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Oh my goodness. All right. So I'm up to the plate. You're up to the plate. And I'm doing Suspiria today. <gasps> Ooh. The 1977 OG Ridge. Okay. Italian supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get started, I'm going to I'm going to give a trigger warning okay. because this movie is pretty gruesome, gory, gory, yeah. very gory. And so, um, you know, I talk about that in my description of the plot and, you know, how the movie transpires. So if you don't want to hear that or if that's triggering for you, then we'll see you next week. Friends. We'll see you next week. All right. Let's get into it. Here we go. OK. Directed by Dario Argento, mm -hmm. famous He's Italian huge. director, huge in, in the, the horror community, yep. written by Dario Argento okay. and Daria Nicolodi. Gotcha. Uh, partly based on the 1845 essay, Suspiria de Profundis by Thomas de Quincey. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. So what I did not know, like I've, I've been aware of this film forever. Um, but I didn't know that it is the first in a trilogy. Oh. Yeah, which Dario Argento refers to as The Three Mothers. Hmm. So this was the first film. The second film is Inferno in 1980. And in 2007, The Mother of Tears. Oh, I haven't seen any okay, of these. So three. I'm losing my A pass. trilogy okay. about witches. Oh, okay. So there you go. I'm in. So I haven't seen the other two either. The cast. Yes. Jessica Harper plays Susie Banyan, and her character was inspired by Snow White. Stephanie Cassini is Sarah. Barbara Magnolfi as Olga. Mm -hmm. Susanna Givacoli as Sonia. Eva Axon as Pat Hingle. Alita Valley as Miss Tanner. And Joan Bennett as Madame Blanc. The way you said Pat Hingle was really funny. Pat Hingle. Pat well, you're going to see why she's an exciting character. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the plot. Susie Banyan is an American ballet student. Oh, yeah. And she has transferred to uh, this prestigious school in Germany. Okay. Uh, this dance academy. And she arrives. And, of course, it's pouring down rain. And it's the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. um, and so she knocks on the door to be let in. And they tell her, no, go away. You can't come in here. Well, fuck you then. And so she's kind of like standing out there in the rain like, what the hell, mm -hmm. right? But she witnesses a woman who's like frantic running away from the school, looking terrified. She's running through the rain, running through the woods. Something is amok. Something is amok, right? Mm -hmm. The fleeing woman, we find out, is Pat Hingle. Oh, you yeah, love Pat Hingle. Pat. I like Pat. <laughs> Your friend Pat. My friend Pat. Uh, she arrives at a friend's house to stay the night and is visibly shaken. She's, she says something is a muck at that school, right? Okay. I think she goes into the bathroom to change or something, um, and she's a, attacked by a shadowy figure. Oh, okay. Right? Pat, is she going to RIP? Well, we don't, we don't see the, the figure, but she is brutally stabbed. It shows her heart and them stabbing her heart. And it looks like the blood looks like jelly donut, <laughs> like red jelly donut. <laughs> So is it, like, scary? It, like, doesn't look like blood. Okay. Looks like jelly donut filling. <laughs> so, Lord. So he stabs her, but then he, like, hangs her with a noose and throws her through, Jesus. I know, through the sunroof of the building. Okay. The glass, like, shatters. Obviously, she's dead. But the shattered glass ends up impaling her friend and killing her. I know. So rest in peace, Pat. Rest in peace, Pat, and the friend that tried to help you out <laughs> by letting you. Rest in peace, you... nameless friend. <laughs> nameless friend. <laughs> now, I will say that the color and the visuals in this are the like stunning. The colors mm -hmm. are stunning. Okay. Um, but it's kind of like that... Um, that 70s women actor where it's like, oh, oh. You right. know what I mean? Like close up on the face with the hands in front. <laughs> no. And when they go to, you know, run later in the film, it's like that slow-mo. No! You know? <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. Right. It's total 70s cheese. Love it. 
All right. So the next morning, Susie arrives back at the school and meets Miss Tanner, the instructor, and Madame Blank, the headmistress. Okay. The police are there because... Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle is dead. Hmm. Right? Yeah. What a shame. Uh, and Susie realizes that it was the girl that she saw the night before running away. Hey, Susie, you're smart. Hey, red flag, Susie. Get the fuck out. <laughs> right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Maybe not that smart. <laughs> maybe not that smart. Immediately, weird things start happening at this school. Okay? And it is like all over the place. Okay. So Susie's first dance recital, as she's, you know, balleting around, mm-hmm. um, she collapses. Hmm. And needs to be put on this special diet. She need water or what? Uh, no, she, I, iron deficient. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my guess. In my medical opinion, she iron deficiency. Iron deficient. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but that's what I'm going to go. You said it so so strongly. Uh. So this is the the scene. So crazy things start happening. So one night the girls are all up in their rooms on the second floor getting ready for dinner. Okay. And something drops from the ceiling into this girl's hair. And then we notice that there are all of these maggots oh. that are literally spewing from the ceiling. Wow. Did you have to use the word spewing? Well, <laughs> it looked like they were spewing. You had to paint the picture. I get it. So they say that there was a meat delivery. <laughs> it was apparently delivered to the attic and it got rotten up there. Like, why would you deliver the school's food to the attic and not the kitchen? Virgo. I know. It's going to be okay. But it literally was the (laughs) amount of meat that, I don't know, maybe a a family of four would sit down and (laughs) eat for dinner. And yet the entire floor of this dormitory is dripping with maggots. Hey, dramatic effect lore. (sighs) You can't analyze everything. We've talked about this. No. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very frustrating. All right. Just and like the maggot to meat ratio <laughs> not, was not, not happening. That was not correct. Um, and let's not forget Daniel, the piano player, um, is actually killed and practically eaten by his own dog. Uh, okay. I know. You're giving me no warnings with anything that you're saying? That's pretty much how it happens in oh, the movie. Okay. It's like l- literally one thing after another. Yeah. I feel like there's not much of a plot here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just people were weird shits happening. Weird people shits are happening. Dying. Yeah. So Sarah, another student, confides to Susie that she was the one who denied her admission into the school the, the night before because she was like, get the hell out. There's weird shit happening here. She's trying to give you a way out. A pass. Yeah. Exactly. So, of course, that's the same night Pat Hingle was killed, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she says that Pat was acting very weird before she died. And guess what, Sarah? You're up next on The Price is Right. So somebody starts chasing Sarah. Okay. And she ends up balancing on a wall and falls into this pit of razor wire. And then, of course, the killer comes and slits her throat. This movie sounds absolutely bonkers. You've done this to me two weeks in a row now. I know. I have no idea what you're talking about, and this movie sounds absolutely batshit crazy. I believe that it is. (laughs) Okay. So, Susie now, at this point, is perplexed that Sarah has disappeared. Okay. And somehow, even though she hasn't known her for more than five minutes, has a contact named Frank Mandel, who is a psychiatrist and happens to be Susie's friend. Okay, got it. So she says, I'm going to come see you and and see, like, where's where's Susie? Where'd she go to, right? Girl, okay. And so then he begins to tell her the story of the school and that it was a coven of witches that was ruling the school. And a woman specifically named Helena Marcos. Okay. Okay. There's a coven, and it seems that the coven is still there. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Not a coven of witches. Right. But he tells her that what you need to do is to kill the leader of the coven. Ah, uh, that classic tale. That classic tale. Sounds like some vampire lore because mm-hmm. this is where the coven's power comes from. So if you kill the head, the head witch in charge, right. the power's gone. No more. No more power. Okay. So Susie goes back to the school, finds a secret door in Madame Blank's office, and follows it to find the head witch. That was right? fast. It was very fast. There's other things in between oh, there. Okay. <laughs> I was I'm like wrapping it up. I was like, damn, that happened real quick. That happened really fast. <laughs> it's a long string of events. Okay. okay. To make a long story short, she finds that Helena Marco, still alive after all these years, um, looking a little. She's she looking good? She, oh, no. She, she's looking 
pretty bad. Okay, rough. Yeah, l- look, looking a little rough. Um, <laughs> You're trying to be nice. She's not looking great. <laughs> a little worse for the wear. Um, and in the struggle, Susie kills her. The school implodes as Susie runs out and the rest of the coven perishes. Wow. Hey, I got to tell you, <laughs> that kind of does not sound great. Are we going to get kicked out of the club? The horror I don't know. Club? I don't know. I, I think you guys need to go watch it. Because, okay. All right. So this film is recognized in the horror genre as a highly influential. Okay. And, and here's why. Okay. okay. So Argento is known for his signature set pieces, which okay. are stunning. Stupendous color palette in this movie. Like, Vivid and beautiful. Like visually it was there. Visually stunning. Okay. It's like beautiful, but yet then it's scary. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Top-notch death scenes, obviously. Like for 1977, this v- pushed the boundaries. Okay. So for me, too much gore. Yeah, you're not. I'm not down with that. You're right. Um, I didn't need to see all that. But, I mean, I knew going into it that it was pretty gruesome. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely pushed those boundaries. But it also, again, the score... Yeah. Supposed to be super cool. Okay. I likened it to what maybe a dog feels like when a dog whistle is blown. (laughs) Oh, my God. So here's the thing. Like, this 1977 was before there were a ton of special effects. Right. So they're using color and sound Sound. exactly to get across their message. Make you feel uneasy. And the the music definitely made you feel uneasy. Very uneasy. Very similar to The Shining. That's how I feel about The Shining. Yeah. 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 Um, So the film score was composed by Italian prog rock band Goblin. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. And Dario Argento. Fun. So this score is supposed to be, it's considered like a masterpiece. Wow. Okay. So, But Lore hated it. Lore thought it was trash. I didn't like it. (laughs) Lore says zero out of (laughs) ten. A couple fun facts here. Yeah. Uh, It was common in... Italian films to dub in the dialogue afterward. So basically all of the actors, they were coming from all over the place, like Germany and Italy and English. And so they're speaking in their native language as they're reading the dialogue and then they just dub in afterwards. Okay. So I can't even imagine that painstaking process. Right. One of the key components that make this film noteworthy is the visuals, as we said. Okay. But particularly 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 the use of color oh okay so argento said that they were trying to reproduce the color of walt disney's snow white interesting interesting okay i'm intrigued you know i love this shit you love the color so the production design and cinematography emphasis was on the use of vivid colors okay like blue green particularly red Okay, so it was used to create an unrealistic nightmarish setting, Mm -hmm. Um, and they achieved this by using a special technicolor process, which brought out the vivid nature of those three colors. Okay. Fun. This was the same process that they used for The Wizard of Oz. Wow. And Gone with the Wind in 1939. But by the time that he made this film, this was considered an outdated modem Mm. uh, or mode. I should say. I I was with you at modem, right. even though I don't think that was correct. That's not correct. I was like, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> well stated. Oh Let's just say it was outdated. <laughs> okay. Um, so Suspiria was one of the last feature films to use this process. Oh, I had no idea. Right. Um, it reminds me of The Love Witch when we did that oh, because yeah. the color, I think, you know, was paying homage to films like this. Yeah. All right, so again, kind of like your film, there's a lot of, you know, people love this film or people don't love this film, so there's a lot of debate. Okay. The film has actually been accused of um, having misogynistic undertones. Ooh, okay. And according to an interview in 1983, Argento did not help the cause by stating that he loved women, especially beautiful ones, and if they have a good figure, he would much rather see them get killed than an ugly girl or a man. Um, okay. <laughs> Good thing I haven't seen this movie. What are yeah, you kidding? And he said he certainly did not have to justify himself to anyone about about that. Oh, okay. So, well, 
You seem I like kind of, a fucking ass. So I think it's very, it's very intuitive. I was going to say mm-hmm. it is because I have, for some reason, I have not watched that film. Uh-huh. And it is all over the horror community. Yeah. And for some reason, it's just like I've never been interested in seeing yeah. it. Yeah, me either. But I did. I took one for the team. Thank you. <laughs> you did so, it, girl. <laughs> so let's move away from this movie. Yes. Uh, what is my lesson? I don't know. It was definitely a stretch. Okay. And I, f- I think it's funny because... Again, you hadn't seen your movie, hadn't seen mine, and here we are coming. We're, you are know, we simpatico we're again? We're simpatico again. So it was a stretch, but I landed on color magic. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? No. Since the use of color was probably the most interesting thing to me in this film. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. First of all, I might shed a tear. Yeah. Second of all, is this how you feel when I oh, talk about yes, herbs? Yes, 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 yes. I feel proud that you're talking about color, color theory. Yes. Oh. I'm tapping into your wheelhouse. How exciting. I know. Okay. So what is color magic? Tell me. Okay. Color magic is the use of a particular color or colors and their energetic properties to manifest things into your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, this would be considered like another tool in the witch's toolbox. Right. Right? Definitely. Uh, like crystals or herbs. Right. Okay. So some witches use color magic and spell work to aid in manifesting specific outcomes such okay. as love. Yes. Prosperity. A new job, a new home, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. Some of the ways that you can incorporate color into your spell work is with colored candles, Mm -hmm. ribbons or string, colored ink. I love it. Bath bombs. Why am I so excited right now? Right? I have chills. Crystals. (laughs) And of course, my favorite herbs and plants. So if your witchcraft doesn't include spell work or if you're just getting started in the craft or even if you are not a witch, you are probably using or incorporating color into your daily routine. 1,000%. And it's, you can do it in such simple ways. You know, you're probably already using it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the color palette of your home yeah. says a lot. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Please tell me. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, we're going to go through the colors. Okay. So then let's say we'll save that. Oh, beautiful. Color, right? Yeah. Um, so let's go over some of the colors and what they represent. Oh, my gosh. And yes. how you can use them in magic. Yes, please. Right? Yes. So let's start with black. Okay. Okay. Black represents protection, mm-hmm. safety, and grounding. Also, to keep negative forces away. Mm-hmm. It represents darkness, right? Yeah. So protecting from the darkness. Okay. So... What could we incorporate that would be black? And, you know, you can interject here anytime you want. Okay. So, we, like, obviously a black cat to protect your home. Oh, obsidian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark clothing to feel safe. I, hey, we all know we do that here. <laughs> Absolutely. It is, like, my comfort color. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, black salt on the windowsill for protection. Mm-hmm. Place or carry a black stone, such as obsidian, yes. jet, or onyx. Yes. Um. And one of the articles I read, it said that you should wear black sunglasses to keep the haters away. Yeah, fuck you, haters. Check out I, my fucking I, I shades. I thought that was interesting. I do like that. Deflect. I find oh. people that wear like black shades are kind of, you know, a little intimidating. A little I'm mysterious. Like, I'm not Maybe that's because we just like the Lost Boys and they wear them a lot uh, in there. Maybe. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe. You're not wrong. All right. So white, mm-hmm. peace, balance, purity, and unity. Mm. Example, like peace lilies are often seen at funerals. White dresses are worn at weddings, right? Mm -hmm. So a few of the herbs that I would use, white, sweet woodruff, and hawthorn, Mm -hmm. specifically for fertility festivals such as Beltane. Okay. Uh, White candles, clear quartz. Oh, yes. Right? So then we move on to red, which is ambition, courage, passion, fiery. Mm-hmm. Uh, take action and follow your heart. It is represents the fire element. Oh, Here I love we are. me some red. Right? Some herbs that I might use that are red, hawthorn berries and roses. Yeah. Because they are heart openers and heart healers. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yes. Red candles, garnet, jasper, or ruby. Mm-hmm. So orange energizes, mm-hmm. uplifts the spirit, brings in kindness, also creativity and pride. Yeah. It also is represented heavily in the festivals, the witches' festivals, Maybon and Samhain. Mm-hmm. Um, tiger's eye is a good stone. And some of the plants you might see, calendula, orange pill, 
Mm. Orange pill is great for energizing, right? Yeah. Tiger lilies, orange candles. Yeah. Now, always remember, too, that you could be wearing orange articles of clothing to bring in those types of things, right? Eating the colored foods. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Yellow. I love yellow. You do. Mm-hmm. And it represents happiness, joy, sunshine, yeah. and self-esteem. Uh-huh. It is represented by the element of air. Really? Yes. What? I didn't right? know that. Yeah. Fun. So one of the articles I read said yellow rain boots. And I think that was so cool because boots. when it rains, people usually are sad. You're not because you love rain. But I do love the rain. putting on a yellow rain boot brings it brightens in. it up. Isn't that cool? I love that use of color. That is very neat. I've never yeah, thought about that. I never have either. Um, daffodils, sunflowers, dandelions, um, citrine as a stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like you said, foods, yeah, candles, uh, a bath bomb. Hell yeah. Yeah. So green, moving on to green. Okay. Money. Money, 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 money. Prosperity, luck, abundance, and growth. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's represented by Mother Earth, the element Earth. That's so funny. That's your right? favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it represents abundance. And when we talk about plants, everything is green. So right. they are abundant. Oh, right? Yeah. Um, it also is represented by Ostera. Okay. Okay. Spring festivals, garden magic, fairies and hedge witches. Oh, that just sounds magical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jade and emeralds. Mm. I love green. Mm. I, I just love color. <laughs> I know. I love green. Um, you know, in money spells, particularly patchouli is mm-hmm. a good plant to use for money spells. Yeah. Um, blue represents harmony, wisdom, calming, healing, and communication. Yes. Represented by the element water. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the plants I like to use that have blue flowers, chicory. Has a pretty blue flower. Heather flowers. Are What's they that? blue or purple? They're pink. Heather's pink. Which one is? Uh, oh, corn, blue corn flower. Oh, the corn flowers. Yeah. Yes. Hydrangeas, mm. bluebells. There's a lot of blue flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Stones, turquoise, lapis lazuli. Beautiful. Right? And my favorite fruit, blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite fruit is blueberries. blueberries. <laughs> All right. Purple. Wisdom power purple is intense magical properties mm-hmm. it also often represents royalty and prophetic dreams right mm-hmm. psychic abilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the third eye right right okay uh violets lilacs eggplants plums blackberries i mm, mean there's a lot I of purple plum. Yeah. yeah. So when you're wanting to like hone in some of these energetics, you would eat those foods or, wear you know, the color. candles, yeah. wear the color. Yeah. Put the flowers in your house. Um, and amethyst is a beautiful mm, purple stone. I love amethyst. Yes. And then the last one, of course, is pink. Pink. Which is intimacy, self-love, compassion, and new beginnings. That's very interesting Isn't it? that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. So rose quartz, roses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So why were you thinking that? So that's what I was going to, when you get back to the color palette of your room. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting too. There is a lot of pink in my room. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't consider myself to be a pink person. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely, yeah. and that's what I would challenge everyone to like try to see what colors you incorporate because I do think that it has more intention like than you even realize oh yeah but like just an example so my nails right now are yellow and Mm -hmm. I picked that for Mm -hmm. a very specific reason so I could feel the properties that you mentioned but I just said to you You I was like I think when we go I I want pink which is weird because we always say we hate the color pink right and and what do we have the most trouble with Intimacy and self-love. And wow. Compa- Way right? to call me out. Well, no, I was talking about myself, <laughs> oh. too. I was completely talking about myself. Right. But those are, like, that. those are the areas that need work. And so we're probably like, go away, oh, get it away. Right. We don't want to work on you. But it's funny because, like, in my home, yeah. like, in my bedroom, I have reds. You do. Right? Yeah. Which is power. Like, that's where I feel powerful in in my room yeah yeah but in my living room it's always green and pink Mm -hmm. right which means welcome 
communication, but also I want you to know me intimately, right? Like I feel very strongly about when you walk into my house or my space, you're going to know me much better. That's how you would get to know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then my kitchen is always like the 50s blue. It is. Like the 50s turquoise. Because that's, you know, the healing space. Calming space. Yeah, calming. So it's, I think that's interesting. Yeah. And then how your clothing transfers like or changes colors exactly like right. you know yeah certain days you want to wear mm-hmm. you know i'm feeling spicy today i'm gonna wear red you know it's I, definitely yeah. it really comes into play a lot more than i think people realize mm-hmm. that's what i mean i would challenge you to like look and see yeah because like i'm looking out in our living room and it's very warm yeah like very warm toned mm-hmm. um and that's because that you know, yeah, makes me feel bright and happy yeah. and warm yeah. and energetic, and so yeah. that's that's what I want in my space. That's very interesting. I yeah. love it. I could talk about this for hours. Oh, I know it's uh, it's great. So that to me was the highlight of the movie. So you said they used red a, a lot, lot of red, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course, in the right. context. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, for me. It was not a 10 out of 10. I probably would not watch it again. But mm-hmm. again, I understand why it is an important movie in the horror Right. The horror you can industry. appreciate it. It's just not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea, no. I think that that's fair. It doesn't yes. sound like it would be mine either, but yeah. I know a lot of people love it. So. Love it. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a watch. I really, really liked the color magic. Yes. I think that if you are someone who doesn't consider yourself to be a witch or maybe you're a beginner and you want to like figure out something to get into that Mm -hmm. is another very easy yeah in my opinion yeah like like trust your gut and what colors Mm -hmm. you're drawn to and and look into them and why and use them every day and I think that that's very cool yeah I love it the art nerd in me is so proud. Aren't you proud of me? Wow. Oh my I did God. color. I loved it. Yay, Lord. How awesome. exciting. Love it. So your favorite color is green. My favorite color is green, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've kept reminding me that I've been very drawn to blues lately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you want to right. feel heal. a little. Yeah. yeah. You want to heal. Yeah. Feel a little cool. Yeah. Cool down a little bit. Yeah. Jake's yeah. favorite color is purple. Well, he is a royal. He is. That what do we just say? Golden yeah. god. And who's <laughs> it? And who, Prince is his. Uh, his. Like, oh my god! Yeah, the Prince, purple prince. Prince was one of your celebrity astrology yeah, matches. Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. I've been. It's interesting because when I was younger, I was very, very cool toned. Like mm-hmm. I loved blues and greens and all that. But mm-hmm. I am like, I have to have warm colors. Yeah, you love the. Those that are 70s like my self care colors. Mm-hmm. Is the warm color palette? Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, and the yellow, it's definitely I can see that. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying I love to let that the rainbow. Sun in. Yeah, that's very cute. That's very cute. Way to go, Laura! Yay! Well, is that it? Is that I all she wrote? That's, that's that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah. Wow. Why did I just go really deep with my voice? That's You're all she got. Really deep. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, with that, it's time for killer quotes of the week. Wonderful. Mine is yesterday's frog is tomorrow's prince, and that's Ruby Rod from the Fifth Element. I love that. That's a good one. That is a good one. Mine is love and manipulation. They share houses very often. They are frequent bedfellows. Hmm. That's from the remake. I couldn't even find one from the OG. Wow. Well, that's really depressing. I'm really glad you left us all on a positive (laughs) note. Thank you for that. Spreading (laughs) the sunshine. Have a good week, everyone. Mic drop. Oh Out. my gosh. You're so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, that was a nice one. I enjoyed that very I much. I also enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Yeah. Go work with some elementals and go bring some color into your life is what we learned yes. here today. Yes. Love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, everyone. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.